Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon. We are continuing our walk through our Advent theme of Wait Upon the Lord. Today we are in the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time. And I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you home, at that time when I gather you. For I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with part three of our Advent theme of Wait Upon the Lord. Today we examine how to wait upon the Lord with rejoicing. Our focal scripture for today's theme is Isaiah chapter 25, verse 9. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. We are preaching out of the book of Zephaniah. And that book may seem a strange text for the third Sunday of Advent, which traditionally has an emphasis of joy. This book consists of three chapters, two and a half of which are predictions of doom and gloom. This minor prophet is filled with anger, fear, and judgment. Now our reading from Jeremiah two weeks ago focused on the righteous branch. Last week, our reading from Malachi promised a coming Messiah of the covenant. From Zephaniah, there is no mention, not even a hint, of a coming Messiah. Reading this scripture passage reminds me of a bumper sticker that read, Jesus is coming soon, and is he ever ticked? It actually used stronger language, but you get the idea. Here are some verses that give you the gist of these first two and a half chapters. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. 
The wicked will have only heaps of rubble when I cut off man from the face of the world, declares the Lord. I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will bring distress on the people and they will walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord. I have decided to assemble the nations to gather the kingdoms and to pour out my wrath on them, all my fierce anger. The whole world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. Wow, not exactly a message of Advent joy. What made the world so dark in Zephaniah's day? Well, the world as they knew it was coming to an end. The northern kingdom of Israel had been wiped off the map two generations earlier, and there was danger of the same for Judah. Armies were approaching from two directions with threats of total destruction for little Judah. These first two and a half chapters are not the kind of stuff people want to hear two Sundays before Christmas. After all, the world is dark enough. We come to church looking for light in our darkness. Now we're about to start year three of a pandemic that most thought would last a few weeks and there's no end in sight. People cannot afford gas to get to work if they have a job to go to. People cannot afford to pay their rent and landlords who are not allowed to evict them cannot afford to pay their mortgages. Our nation's financial structure will someday collapse as our national debt has been allowed to become too high to ever be paid off. Depression, suicide, and violence are at an all-time high, including among our teenagers. Record numbers of medical workers, law enforcement, and clergy are walking away from their careers with serious burnout and disillusionment. Like ancient Israel, we are in great despair as a nation. We, like ancient Israel, need to hear what comes at the end of the book of Zephaniah. For here he offers hope in the midst of despair. In the two verses before today's text, Zephaniah writes, But I will leave within you the meek and humble, who trust in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong. They will speak no lies, nor will deceit be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. We need to remember that through Christ, whatever was promised to Israel as the chosen people in the Old Testament can be claimed by believers of all time. The Lord will never leave those who trust in him. We need never be afraid of the world around us. After two and a half chapters of unrelenting judgment, this grim prophecy ends with a call to overflowing joy. Israel is called to sing and shout for joy. She's called to sing and shout for joy before she receives her full deliverance, before the full restoration. She rejoices in a promise. The prophet reminds them in verse 15 that God is a pardoning judge. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. God is the divine warrior fighting on our behalf. 
he has turned away your enemies. God, who seemed absent in the midst of Israel's dark days of war, defeat, and exile, reminds them of his constant presence. The King of Israel, your Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. The image of Emmanuel is repeated in verse 17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. The text ends with God as a shepherd dealing with the wolves and false shepherds who oppressed his flock. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time, and I will rescue the lame and gather the outcast. The shame and despair Israel was feeling will be replaced with joy and rejoicing. God tells them through Zephaniah, At that time I will bring you home, at the time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes. In verse 17, we see rejoicing addressed once more. However, this time it is God who bursts into song with joy over God's beloved people. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. Now, this is not a quiet happiness, nor a subdued joy. The Hebrew words used here are used elsewhere in the Bible to describe great jubilation. The Lord rejoices over his beloved as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. As King David danced in front of the Ark of the Covenant, in exultation, that is how God rejoices over God's people. Now, we are accustomed to images of God as judge or God as a shepherd gathering his flock. But have you thought of God as rejoicing over your presence? Giddy, singing, clapping his hands, unable to contain himself because of a restored relationship with you. And so we find Advent joy in Zephaniah's prophetic text. God protects us. God disciplines us as we need it. God loves us. He wants to be in harmony with us. In order to make that happen, God entered into the life of the world. And when we pushed him aside, he came again, this time in human flesh. He suffered with us so that we could rejoice with him and he with us. In this Advent season, we live in a world with many pockets of darkness and they can bring despair and that's okay. Sometimes we have to walk through the dark valleys to reach the end of the Shadowlands. The blessed ones are those who have a church family to walk beside them, even to carry them when they are road weary, to remind them that the God of the cosmos is waiting for them and rejoicing over them. In Advent, we wait with eager expectation for the happy ending. As we celebrate the coming of the Messiah, we wait for the next coming of Messiah. 
we can celebrate the way Zephaniah calls us to celebrate, even if our songs are sometimes sung in a minor key as we wait upon the promises of God. This Sunday, we speak of the joy of people redeemed and restored, but also the joy of a God who is deeply invested in the life of the world. God sings, God shouts, God rejoices, and we who are wondrously God's beloved join in the celebration. Hear from Psalm 34. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praises will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Amen. Keeping a rock so